Hi guys and welcome back to the Source Property Podcast. I'm Pete, the head of um, the support team here at Source, and joining me today is one of the support team members for the South, Shoppy. Hi, so I'm Shoppy and I take care of the franchisees in the South and the South East of England. And today guys, we'll be looking at the basics of deal sourcing. Not only can you listen to the podcast, but you can also see us if you want to by watching our podcast on YouTube. Head over to the Source page on YouTube and find our video there. I'll pop a link in the show notes. So Shoppy, the first thing you need to do when looking at deal sourcing is building your knowledge base. Yeah. So before you go out there, start finding deals and willy-nilly throwing them out to investors and seeing whether they stick. You need to have a good think about what your strategy is going to be Absolutely. and what knowledge you need to do that. So you're going to want to look at the areas that you're going to be investing in or more to the point your investors are looking to invest in. You're going to want to know about the different strategies, HMO, conversions, commercial to residential, SA, vanilla buy-to-lets, etc. You're also going to want to get some knowledge about different kind of lending products because yes, you'll have some um, investors that will want to just use cash, but you'll have others that will want to borrow using standard resi mortgages, others that might want to use bridging and others that want to do um something more commercial so building your knowledge base before you start actually physically getting your teeth sunk into actually sourcing deals is the best thing to do and the next thing you need to do after that is identifying your area so i'll pass you over to shoppy and he can discuss some points on identifying your area yeah thank you so much so i mean if you've hit the head and the nail on the head with those points um starting with identifying your area um that could be beneficial to both the person that's trying to source the deal and also for your end user and um, the investor. So where would I start? I'm looking at an area. Typically, if you're getting into deal sourcing, perhaps you start with your local area, reach out to um, some, you know, estate agencies near you, reach out to some networking groups and, you know, find out what opportunities that might be available, um, you know, in the area that you're staying at and, you know, put pen to paper start to do your due diligence and see if um, financially if there are deals to be sold or if there are deals to be made um, once you've identified an area that you're looking at and you know you've, you've got some leads from there or you've got some uh, information from estate agents or other property investors in the area and you feel a bit more confident with the figures that you're looking at then perhaps you can focus on maybe another one or two areas so in total you, you have three regions that you can work with um, and start identifying good deals there and that's a much more better approach than scattergunning looking over all the different areas in the country it's building your knowledge base building your contact base in one particular area or two three areas as shoppy has quite rightly said is a much better way to go out deal source and you become the authority in that area you become the deal sourcer to go to should people want to buy something in that area and then you also become the solution person for the agents in that area that have difficult properties that they want to sell properties that they don't want to list on the portals because they may be in a poor state or properties that they typically don't have buyers on their books for so it's a much better way to identify your area and operate in that area the next thing you need to do after that is really narrow down your strategy so again rather than looking at all the different property strategies and there are several strategies try and find what you're good at what works in your area and crucially what investors in your area want to buy so that could be HMO conversions, it could be existing HMOs. You could be looking at 
serviced accommodation units are maybe existing serviced accommodation units or one bed, two bed flat city centres, coastal places that you're then going to convert and set up as running SA businesses for your investors. Or it could just be the basic vanilla buy to let, so three bed houses around the northwest that get 7% yield, which is what every single investor you first talk to wants. So we'll be recording a series on all these different strategies, so make sure you stay tuned and subscribe to learn in more detail about these different strategies. Unfortunately, we've not got time to cover each and every strategy today. So how can you use sourcing to build your cash flow, Shopee? Well, good question. Um, probably uh, the most asked question of all. Uh, sourcing is a, is a great strategy, great tool in terms of building cash flow. Uh, one being the fact that for every deal you sell, you're gonna get a fee for it. And overall, uh, over a period of time, that becomes, you know, once you build up your client base, investor base or network, essentially you essentially working with people that continually want to buy or purchase some um, good deals from you. So, you know, you can really kind of transition that into a, a full-blown cash flowing um, deal sourcing business. Now, taking it to another level, you have to remember that these investors are not only buying deals for you because they are interested in the products that you're selling them, but they're also interested in your knowledge. So there's further steps or th further points you can also assist with these, uh, assist your investors with, i.e. Um, management fees, ongoing management fees. If that's something that you want to kind of dive into, perhaps on the side of um, deal sourcing, especially if it's something local to you for simple vanilla buy to lets, um, you can also you know, build a cash flow in business from um, the fees that you get in uh, from as management. So once you've sold yeah. the properties to your investors, you can then also quite rightly, as Shopee said, charge a percentage fee to continue managing them. So are there any other ways, Shopee, that you can think of that um, our listeners can make additional cash flow from these deals? Yeah, absolutely. So other than just the fee from uh, selling the deal or the fee from uh, the ongoing management fee, you can also get a, a, rev a review fee. Uh, where you basically assess the investor's portfolio after three months or after six months, could be quarterly based, biannually based, and you can get a fee for reviewing the um, investor's portfolio. Perhaps maybe they're being charged fees from gas, electrics, or simple as broadband more than the average, uh, you know, in that area, you can actually advise them accordingly and get a fee for just review reviewing and making their portfolio a bit more efficient on an annual basis. Another way you can make quick additional cash flow from your sourcing business is also referral fees. So one of the easiest and quickest ways is mortgage referral fees. So get yourself set up with a broker who you can be an introducer for. You can get um, potentially more fees that way as well. Also get yourself up with a conveyancing firm as well that can send you out um, referral fees for sending them customers. Get yourself sort of with two conveyancing firms because then if you're direct a vendor on a deal, not only can your investor um, use one conveyancing firm and you get a fee for that, yeah. the vendor can use the other conveyancing firm, you can get a fee for that and you having control over that situation as well helps your time to profitability much quicker because you can have a little more, bit more of an overview of the conveyancing process. Other more complicated ways to make money, you could stay on and project manage it if it's a HMO conversion. You could also do what I like to call it a rent to rent on a sourcing deal. So you source for an investor, 
Let's use the example earlier, they want a three bed terraced house in the northwest with a 7% yield. You find them a three bed terraced house in the northwest with a 7% yield, but you also give them guaranteed rent on it. So not only are you gonna sell them that deal, let's say you get a 5,000 pound sourcing fee for that, you also then set yourself up a rent to rent. So you give them the market rent, simple numbers, 500 pounds. You convert that three bed terraced house to a five bed HMO and you rent it out for 2,000 pounds a month. You make around a thousand pounds minus gas and electric, other fees, the rent to the landlord, etc. They get guaranteed rent. You've made a sourcing fee and then you're making continual cash flow from that rent to rent. But if you don't want to get into building a rent to rent portfolio, you don't want to have that as, as your strategy, again you can just source it on so you, instead of making a five grand fee you can then make an additional five grand from just setting up the rent to rent contract and selling that contract on so a potential five grand deal can then turn into a 10 grand deal could then turn into 11 12 grand deal when you add in conveyancing and mortgage fees and potential project management fees could go even even higher so once you've identified your area once you've got your knowledge the next thing you need to do is looking at packaging up and marketing your deals so shop have you got any tips for the guys on how they can package up and market their deals more effectively? Yeah, so uh, probably the biggest tip would be less is more. And that goes to, uh, that's aligned with the description. So when you are actually packaging a deal and you want to convey necessary information to an investor, it's very important to just point out the, or identify or highlight the, uh, the most important parts of that deal. So rather put in a lot of jargon and very sales type information, just provide you know very concise and straight to point information for investors. Because at the end of the day, they're looking at what the deal is overall, what return it's gonna give them and how much they're looking to invest in that particular project. Yeah, and just another tip on that as well is don't make it to a state agency. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't want to know that it's got nice floral curtains, investors aren't interested that it's in a good school district, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. They want to know, shall we say, they want to know the numbers. They want to know what the GDV is, what the yield is, what the Rocky is, yeah. what their income's gonna be, et cetera. And just another tip as well is that yield and returns are talked about a hell of a lot in the property investing world, especially within deal sourcing. But one of the things you need to try and get away from with your investors is yield. Absolutely. So you need to talk to your investors about what their cash flow goals are, what are their financial goals, how much money in pounds and pence have they got to invest and how much money in pounds and pence do they want in their pocket each month. Yeah. And when you start talking about what returns investors want in pounds and pence rather than percentages, it becomes much more easier to sell them deals, to sell them deals that on paper, the percentage returns might not be as good as what they're expecting. It might not hit that 10%, 12% yield, 25%, 30% rocket that your investor wanted, but it puts the two grand a month in their pocket that they need to be able to go part-time at work. Absolutely. Talking about their goals or talking about the pounds and pence rather than the percentage returns is usually a much better way to start that conversation with your investor. Because most investors, people you know in this country, British people are very typical of doing this, same in the States. They get a bit of money, they get some inheritance, they get a big bonus from work, they remortgage the house, yeah. et cetera. And what do they do? They want to stick it in property. Basically with not knowing what they're doing, most investors in the UK, private landlords make around 100, 150 pounds a month. Some of them lose money each month. They're coming to you as a deal source. They're coming to you because they want your knowledge. They want your experience to find those deals for them. So basically the point there is get them away from the returns and get them back to the pounds and pence. Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing you need to then look at is selling your deal and the after sales. So once you've spoken to the investors, you built up your investor database, 
you've marketed and packaged up your deal, you've got somebody interested, you then go into the process of selling a deal. So Shoppy, do you want to run through the process very quickly of source franchisees and what we teach them how to package up and sell a deal from the point of an investor inquiring? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got an investor inquiry coming to you, um, which is your lead. The next steps would be pick up the phone and speak to them immediately. So in sales, uh, I've been told in the past, within 24 hours, you wanna be on the phone to the investor, uh, not an email, not a text message. You wanna physically, you, you need to hear their voice on the other line of the call. Um, urgency is the best way to close uh, a hungry investor. Uh, speak to the investor on the phone just to make sure they understand the terms and uh, you know the outline of the deal. If they now want further information, that's where you can now provide them with what we refer to as a source to order form or a reservation form. Depending on the deal, you can choose to use either of them. Typically, you use a reservation form that would state your um, sourcing fee on there. So how can the sourcing fee get paid? In two ways. You can get paid upfront once the investor wants to secure the deal and let's say they want to go and view the property and do more due diligence, they can secure that um, property with you for if your sourcing fee is £5,000, they'll uh, reserve it for £5,000. Now, additionally, you can ask them to pay half of that fee upfront um, and the other half on exchange, or you can get the, the full sourcing fee um, upfront anyway and um, let the investor do their due diligence. And after a period of two weeks, perhaps once it's all um, clear, they've done the property viewings and they're happy, then they can proceed with the, um, the estate agent um, or director vendor and, and close that deal accordingly. I think when dealing with investors, it's very important to qualify them before mm. moving forward. So you know that, you know, they're, they're really ready to move forward and not wasting your time as the deal sourcer. Um, next question would be what ways can you qualify an investor and that's as the same way as the agent would ask them for proof of funds and id specifically proof of funds uh, whether it's a screenshot of their bank account whether it's a mortgage in principle um, that would be able to qualify the investor so you know yourself that they have um, the necessary funds to purchase that deal fantastic thanks shoppy and that point is usually where most sources finish their journey with a client they've sold a deal it's completed, they've taken the money, so long, see you later and thanks for all the fish. That's it. But what we teach the franchisees here at Sourced and what you guys should be doing is that follow up, that ongoing sales progression and keeping in contact with your investors. So you should look to, once you've sold a deal to an investor, have a first point of contact three months down the line, see how the deal's working out for them. Are there any niggles, are there any problems that, that you can help them with? Now you may not want to do that, but it's setting up the next sale with them. So especially if you've done a BRR deal with an investor, what are they gonna have three to six months down the line? The money out, most of the money out, all of the money out, more of the money out than they put in. And who are they gonna come back to to reinvest that money if you've stayed in contact with them through that journey? It's just a point that I'd really like to get across to everyone is keep in contact with your investors. Do that initial three month contact, do a six month follow up. And as Shopee said earlier, do a 12 month portfolio review with them see what's in the portfolio. So you might have helped them build a portfolio. You might have been with them through the start. You might have added an additional property to their portfolio. Do a portfolio review, see whether they can pull any cash out. Are there any underperforming assets that they've got that you could make a management fee on, a, a tenant fine fee on for letting them for them, or that you can dispose of for them. So you get another sourcing fee for that. You might then charge your investor a fee for selling the property. Once you've got the proceeds of sale in, that's then another deal for you to sell to them. So 
keeping in with contact with the investors is vitally important because it can just add to your cash flow pipeline. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, guys. I hope you can take away some of this advice and push yourselves to get started in property. Remember, Source Franchise is here to help you. We are the first and only franchise of our kind, and we are much more than a training course. We are right behind you, supporting you with knowledge and property leads, and we can even offer funding through our partner, Source Capital. To find out more, send us an email or download our prospectus at source.co.